You're here, which means that you've found spirit crumbs, leading you to your inner light worker. I will be sharing how these tiny little hints from the universe have led me to where I am today. I hope that by hearing my story and the stories of others, you'll pick up your own spirit crumbs along the way that will lead you to somewhere magical. Thanks for coming along for the journey. Let's see where it takes us. Welcome to another episode of Spirit Crumbs. I am your host, Andrea McCallum. I am an intuitive oracle card reader and energy healer. Today, I will be continuing our chakra series with the sacral chakra. This is one that I personally have been working on for a while and I'm still working on now. I know that you're going to love the interview episode with Chelsea. I know I learned so much and got so much inspiration from hearing her share her story. And today we're just going to talk a bit about the basics of the sacral chakra so that you can start to get an idea of how any hints of maybe places you can work on or things that are going well for you with your sacral are showing up for you. So for starters, the sacral chakra is located just below your navel along your spine and it rules over your sexual organs, the bowel, the bladder, the lower intestine, and the hips. And of course, most of the lower intestine, or sorry, the intestines and the bowels, those are also often connected to the root and solar plexus because the digestive system, of course, is a very complex system. And this is why the lower three chakras are often called the lower chakras and they're very much about our human needs because this is like our necessities for life as we talked about last week um, digestion the food that we have the shelter all those things are interconnected so it's like the lower three are our human lives and the sacral chakra is one that is connected to our emotions our sexuality creativity pleasure passion it often also connects to, of course, our fertility because of the sexual organs and relationships outside of family as well, because there's different emotions attached to that. It's not so much in our necessity, they're relationships that we choose to engage in. And then some of the other things that come up around this chakra are uh, femininity, flow, spontaneity, play, vulnerability. And then there's also a connection because of creativity to directing our own lives and co-creating with the universe because creation is also considered feminine. So these are all interconnected, these things. And I feel like because the sacral is also considered a water uh, element uh, chakra. This also explains why it's also connected to the feminine and flow and surrender, I think is another good word to associate with it. Um, and the color orange is what is known as the color for the sacral. And so when we're looking at crystals, that means that orange calcite, amber, sunstone, carnelian, tiger's eye, anything with that orange color could be used in a healing or just for empowering yourself 
and enhancing the characteristics of the sacral chakra. Personally, I use carnelian. I also use orange calcite. I find that those ones are really good when I'm trying to really focus my attention on a creative project. I also like sunstone because I feel it connects to the solar plexus as well. So for me, that helps connect my creativity to my willpower, but also just that lightness that comes with like the flow and the play and just the solar energy that is associated with it too. So it's a good one. I find there are quite a few that cross over between the lower chakras and that's one that I just find is an overall good stone. Traditionally, because it's a water chakra, the crocodile is the animal that is uh, associated in the Hindu tradition of the chakras. I also have seen the tiger because it's orange for one thing, but it also has a very feminine uh, aspect to it. And then the spider is something that's come up with for me recently. I have done a post on it and I feel that because the spider is connected to the feminine, it's the idea of being connected to the process and enjoying the process as much as the final result or not even looking for a final result. It's that surrender and just doing what feels good. It also is because of the idea of creation and creativity because the spider uses resources from within to create its home, its environment, to attract things to itself. That's where that co-creation comes in because the spider has to do something in order for it's food or you know if we're looking at ourselves our manifestation to come through we create the environment we put in the work and then wait for it to come to us right like the spider's not dragging something to its web and putting it in the web the web is all it needs it just needs to put the energy out there and when it makes a web it's like it's saying i know that if i make this web what I want will come to me. And so that's one that's been really around me a lot. Also, I haven't, I don't know if I've said this out loud on my podcast, but I am thinking of, well, I am going to make a, write a book about some of the experiences I've had this year and relating them to the chakras. So that's something that I've had inside for a long time and I'm trying to get it outside and trying to create it. So now I'm trying to just flow and write down ideas when they come to me until I'm ready to actually start the writing process. And I learned coincidentally, of course, as a spirit crumb around the time that I was hesitating about this idea was when I had spiders landing on me. I was seeing spider webs everywhere. I had spider webs on me in the trail. And I started to be like, okay, I have not even seen a spider in so long. Why am I getting literally surrounded by them everywhere I go? I even had one in my apartment that landed right in my lap at one point. So I looked it up and that's what I found was that not only did it have these same themes about uh, the feminine and some of the sacral things I was looking at, it also connected back to the rebirth that I was talking about in a few episodes because they're fine if, they're, if their web gets destroyed and their plan doesn't work out, they just come back and make a new one and it's all part of the process. And then I learned that it's actually a symbol for writers. 
it's just so specific because there are some indigenous cultures that believe that the spider taught the alphabet to humans through the web. So, of course, me following my spirit crumbs, I knew that I was on the right track once I started looking at this meaning. And so I feel like this is a way for me to start healing. My sacral is by sharing my, putting my emotions into the book because I know I have a lot of healing to do, which is why I'm not sharing yet because I need to do the healing first before I share. And part of that I think is getting those words to paper and connecting the emotions to the creativity in order to move through them. And then the hummingbird is something that crosses over. It's a symbol for a few different chakras that I've seen. But for me, in terms of creativity, I think this is where it comes into the sacral and the idea of just forward movement, I think also comes up with that. And I think, of course, there are spiritual sides of the hummingbird as well. And, but it's this vitality and just zest for life that they seem to have that I think connects really well with the sacral. And then I've been talking a lot with people about aromatherapy. And like I mentioned in the last episode, I decided to do that for the chakras and the ones that came up the most for the sacral. Again, there's overlap here because of course, all of the chakras are related and they all are one system. But sandalwood, rose, ylang ylang, orange, of course, bergamot, and cardamom are all great for the sacral chakra. I love cardamom in general, so I've been putting it in more of like my oatmeal and when I've done any baking because I feel like it's just this warming scent that I really enjoy and sandalwood I've always been drawn to so it makes me happy that it shows up in for a lot of the chakras because I actually have quite a few scents um, that include that some different blends and I do believe that for me especially I know that there's a reason I've been drawn to like scented candles I saw scentsy so like I have essential oils I have um, some of the warmers and I really always feel so much more connected to whatever I'm doing and whatever I'm feeling if I have a certain scent and I just feel called to like also share that like I'm sure all of us can think of at least a few things whether it's um, a fragrance a kind of food something in nature that we have an actual memory for, where if we smell that scent, we can go back to a particular time or a particular person. And I think this is why for me, when I'm doing something creative, I like to have a scent that I relate to positive things or just a scent that I really enjoy because I feel like it adds more energy to me because it connects my other senses to it. Um, so it's something to think about if you're trying to figure out what you can do to help yourself in creativity or sensuality. If you come up with a scent that really makes you feel a certain way, because each scent has different qualities and different ingredients and different things contributing to your reaction to it. So it's something that you can play around with and it's something fun to do to just smell different things, maybe note how you feel about them. And then try them out when you're working on each chakra. In terms of gods and goddesses for the sacral, 
Um, Vishnu is like known as the sustainer. And that's what I found for the traditional gods. And then Aphrodite is also a muse and is known for like self-love and sensuality. So she actually came up as another goddess that other people do attribute to the sacral chakra. And again, like I said last time, if there's anything you'd like to share that you know about the chakras, because I know everyone has different sources and different experiences with them i would love to hear if you have anything to add and then i can add that to another episode of things i learned from you that would be awesome something that's come up for me a lot because like i mentioned i think in the previous episode i've been having some digestive issues and i know it's linked to the way i do things the way i live life and the way i'm always on the go i had a reading with allison who was in our third eye episode and she confirmed this that it's all connected it's my double capricorn needing to be going and moving forward all the time and not allowing myself to really feel into my emotions and um, enjoy the creative process and allowing myself to just actually enjoy my food and take my time taking my time is not something i'm good at so for me something that i learned was like the like i talked about in the root chakra episode something allison suggested not really knowing that i had this focus was that cooked root vegetables and grounding foods are really good for me so i've been on the right track apparently because that's what i've been doing for the last while is eating a lot of like sweet potatoes and potatoes and different uh vegetables that are really full of nutrients but she also brought that up today and i mentioned this because um sweet potatoes squash and pumpkin are all orange foods that are very good for the sacral as well so that's a way of me kind of doing two in one when I'm having those. Also turmeric is very good for the sacral in terms of like adding flavor. And I, I use that in every meal that I cook pretty much. They suggest here also oranges, coconut, mango, strawberries, melons. Having honey to add as a sweetener is a good idea for the sacral. And then anything that's just orange. So you can have carrots, orange peppers, Anything that you really feel also is just like a nice warming kind of scented spice as well. I don't know. I couldn't think of that word. (laughs) Um, And then I also just wanted to mention that like in terms of these foods, always look at what is best for your body. If you know that there are certain foods that don't agree with you, choose something that does obviously and really think about how these foods are combining together and a general rule which i'll probably keep bringing up in these episodes because i know some people won't listen to all of them um is that eating the rainbow that theory is actually very good for your chakras as well because by eating all of the different colors you're eating things that correspond to different systems in your body but also those are linked to your chakras and so if you're doing that on a regular basis you're kind of helping your body and your energetic body to stay in alignment as well because our our bodies physically need different nutrients and different 
um, bacteria and things in our bodies to be healthy, but our chakras also need us to be nourishing ourselves in a balanced way too. And now that we've kind of covered those like physical basics about the chakra, I wanted to go into some of the themes that come up where we might feel blocked or might feel like we're a bit out of alignment. And in the sacral, some like physical things that might come up are, of course, like infertility um, or menstrual cramps, issues around the bladder, like maybe getting some UTIs. Um, but then also really having guilt as the, one of the main themes that comes up here. So this can be attached to a lot of things that have to do with pleasure. So food, sex, rest, feelings. I know for myself, rest and feelings are two things that I tend to push through. Um, I've been doing a lot better with rest. I've been really prioritizing my sleep and allowing myself uh, time to slowly move into my day, which has made a really big difference. And I think I still obviously have to work on that a bit more and throughout the day, really paying attention to what I'm trying to force as opposed to letting it be. But also emotions, like I tend to lo try to logically move through my emotions instead of just feeling them. I'm a lot better at it than I used to be but there's still some improvements that I need to make in slowing down to make sure that I've thoroughly allowed myself to move through these things. And so that might be something that resonates with you as well. Maybe there are emotions that you tend to just push out of the way or that you tend to suppress in order to appease other people or in order to just move on to something else that you'd rather be doing. This can also affect our sexuality because, as we mentioned before, the sexual organs are connected to the sacral chakra. So you may feel inhibited sexually, you may be afraid of trying new things, or you may be afraid that your partner won't want to do something that you want. And just also a general low libido can come up in this area. Or you could have a hyper libido where you're using sex to maybe mask your emotions as well. So that can also come up as a way of it being like overactive. And then when we get into what it looks like when we have a balanced sacral chakra, which this I'm sure there's a lot of this that we can relate to when we have feelings of being in alignment because anytime that we're really enjoying our life or feeling that vitality when you're in a moment where you're feeling playful when you're having fun that is all around a balanced sacral chakra and when you're in like a creative groove where you're making something and time seems to disappear that also is connected to this and then when the trust and surrender shows up is often when you're in your feminine and you're really allowing that flow to happen. And then that feeling may be less common for us because we all tend to have our plans of how we want things to go. But it really does feel good when you just say, ah, it doesn't matter how this turns out. I'm just going to go and see what happens or I'm going to let this go and assume that the right thing is going to come to me. Of course, this means that we need to be actively taking steps in a direction, but it just means that we're not 
believing that as humans we know better than the universe and I think that is something that I need a reminder of once in a while and then feeling connected to pleasure whether this is like I said in just enjoying your food enjoying the moment being spontaneous and just doing things that you really feel drawn to this is also when we're feeling the most energetic, where we could just do things for a long time because we're enjoying them so much and we're in the moment. And really feeling into our movement practices and feeling connected to the way our body is moving, the way our body is feeling, and really nurturing ourselves, again, with those foods, with scents, with just allowing our emotions to flow through us that trust and surrender that like flow feeling can also be given to our emotions where it's like just letting it flow through you again being a water chakra the best way of thinking of it is that your emotions are going to flow through your body like a river and you need to let them because they have their own current that they want to follow and they will move out into like, you know, back into the body of water that is like the collective consciousness of everyone. Everything is energy. And then we'll get a different emotion to take its place. It's a constant system that we're supposed to be allowing to flow. So when we block it, it's like we're building up a dam. And all of a sudden, what will happen is eventually it will be a flood and then you won't even know where all of it came from. It'll just be all built up as like one outburst or one big flooding event. And it'll be really hard to get enough sandbags and diversions in order to figure out how to handle it at that point. It's better, you know, after every rainfall to just take a look, see where your water levels are, see if there's a blockage somewhere and maybe really feel into things that have come up for you recently that maybe you just shoved down a little bit. Again, this is something I'm working on, but at this analogy just came to me just now of like a, a beaver dam and you have this little beaver that's just diligently filling up all of the spaces and making dams for you so you don't have to deal with it. But sometimes the beaver is not doing you a favor. So maybe start keeping an eye on it and make sure it's not uh dragging any logs over somewhere you need to actually be accessing and then in terms of how you get from blocked to balanced obviously there are some things you can do some of them are easier than others like you can wear orange you can have something orange that you keep with you again it could be a crystal it could be a painting that has some orange in it that reminds you to connect to your sacral um, it could be just some throw pillows that you add in to remind you in your home. You can also eat the orange foods and spices that I suggested and incorporate those in your recipes. Having smoothies and juices that are that color are really good too because it just adds to that vitality and feeling the water flow through you. So staying hydrated is really good for your sacral, especially if you're connecting it to movement and energy. You want to have energy and you want to feel like your body can move properly. And for that, we need to be hydrated. And of course, then that leads into movement. And so dance and intuitive movement are really great of just letting yourself be free. It's that sense of flow, surrender, and 
just spontaneity of letting your body do what it wants to. And Chelsea, our guest for the next episode about her sacral chakra journey, it talks a lot about this. I am not an expert in this, even though I try once in a while to let loose. So you'll learn a lot, I think, from her if it's something you're interested in. And going back to the water, baths and showers can be a really great place to connect to the sacral chakra energy. You can maybe have certain products or essential oils and fragrances that you have in the bathroom, um, in your bath, in order to enhance that connection, especially scents that are mentioned before, so orange especially, um, some sandalwood, any of those really warm scents. Candles are really great for the sacral as well. And then stillness and connecting to emotions. So just imagine yourself as some that either you're connected to or that you are like a still body of water. And just imagining that everything is allowed to cool within you and then allowing that to move. That can be a really great connection to your emotions and to your sacral chakra. And if you're like me and the movement is something that maybe isn't as intuitive, but you want to connect it to um, your practices for this chakra, you could do like a walking meditation where it's a guided meditation. Um, you could just let yourself be more spontaneous with where you're walking or when. And then... Also, movement that is a little bit more directed, but still in that flow, is yoga. And Chelsea mentions uh, yoga in her episode. And so yin or hot yoga can be connected to the sacral chakra. And then if you're looking to tap into the feminine side of the sacral chakra, tracking the moon cycles and really connecting to the moon and lunar energy because that's connected to the water and sacral. And this can also mean if you are someone who menstruates, you can start tracking your cycle with the moon to see how your emotions might be flowing at different parts of the moon cycle and your menstrual cycle and see if there's a connection to even what you're eating and drinking and how you're moving at those times that might need to shift a little bit in order to bring more balance. And with this chakra, the bija or seed sound for this one, that mantra is vam. And I also, of course, am including affirmations because sometimes it's good to have a particular affirmation in mind if it's there's a certain aspect of the sacral that resonates with you to work on it can be good to have an affirmation just to keep reminding yourself of the energy that you're inviting in so they are the ones i have written here are i am entitled to pleasure i am filled with vitality i am honoring my cycles i am open to intimacy I am a creator. Divine inspiration flows through me. Every movement is sensual and inspired. So I hope this episode helped you see where you're at with your sacral chakra 
and I'm very excited for you to meet Chelsea in the next episode. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Spirit Crumbs. You can find me on Instagram for this podcast at Spirit Crumbs, or you can also find me at Concrete and Crystals for my own spiritual offerings and more tidbits about my own journey. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.